Well, Alan, thank you very much for coming to talk about your experience actually living in a medium security hospital unit for a while. Um, I should just introduce myself first. Uh, perhaps I'm Pamela Taylor. I'm a forensic psychiatrist and I've got experience of actually working in medium security hospitals and high security hospitals and the community. Um, but I'm very interested in your experience because you've actually lived in a medium security unit for a while. Yes, I have. Um, well, if I can introduce myself, um, my name's Alan. Um, I've been a inpatient in a MSU, which is a medium secure unit. Um, today we're talking about my first um, time in in the unit. I think it was um, your first time in hospital. Ever. It was. I was just about to say I, I'd never been prior to this. I'd never been an inpatient in any way or had any contacts with mental health teams in the community neither um my so apart from being born this was my oh. second time in, in hospital <laughs> yeah um so my diagnosis is paranoid schizophrenia mm -hmm. um, which is a complicated illness um, and at this point in my life um, i'm moving wards in the hospital from admissions to uh, continuing care so that sounds like you've been doing quite well um for how long Three months or yeah, I was in um, um, admissions for about three months and then moved on to the continuing care ward. Right, yeah. right. And how was that? Um, well, it was good. Um, it was uh, an improvement. Um, obviously, the staff had decided to move me um, because they, um, uh, while I'd been on the admissions ward, I'd been under observation and my demeanour and behaviour were observed. And obviously, so you can imagine the situation, you have staff walking around with clipboards just to see what you're doing with yourself, and then um, uh, just normal human intercourse with, with people on the ward and uh, staff and patients. So it feels a little bit oppressive on the uh, admissions ward. It is, it's a bit, yeah. it can be quite hectic. People yeah. can be quite unwell, um, yeah. they can react badly to bad news, uh -huh. um, sometimes there are arguments uh -huh. as well. Um, so you were you never felt a dull ready day. to move. Never a dull day, no, I'm sure. And you felt ready to move and things were a little bit better on yeah. the next stage ward. Yeah, I mean, at, at that stage, I was in, in, a, in a delicate uh, mental state. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was a bit unclear and I wasn't certain as to what was happening. Um, you know, you just, as you move wards, you just pack up your limited possessions in, uh, in bin liners. There's nothing glamorous about it. Um, and move on to a new ward. Um, so I felt slightly relieved, but not sure to, to mm -hmm. what to expect. Um, they also um, have a, a buddy system. Oh, where tell me about that, that's interesting. What happens is you have um, peer, um, patients and um, peer group patients who are appointed as ward representatives. When you arrive on the ward, they go through a small checklist of information just simply designed to make you feel at home and, and so you know mm -hmm. where everything mm -hmm. is or, or if you need anything who to talk to have, have they generally written that checklist this is from their own experience oh it's actually it um the checklist was designed by ot uh-huh um and it was as a you know it was a way of developing the ward rep roles mm -hmm. um and this just it's just it's nice you sit down you don't know people very well you might you immediately befriend the person that's doing the checklist yeah, that is nice. and, and then you know they let you know what's going on on the wards yeah, as well. Yeah, that's really good. And yeah. then how were you, how mostly did you spend your time after you'd moved? Um, well, there's a few things you can do. 
um, simple things like maintaining your personal hygiene, um, eating properly, um, involving um, yourself in any activities. Um, I mean, a 12-hour day can really drag if you're not doing much. I'm sure. Um, I mean, at, at the time that I was in hospital, um, there was um, smoking was still allowed, and we had smoking on on the wards, and uh, patients would sit around and chat and share stories and uh, trade completely against hospital policies <laughs> in things like tobacco, clothes, and music. That sounds very human. Though. Yeah, it is absolutely. Um, so quite frequently the alarms would go off, not just fire alarms, but also um, response alarms for the nurses. That must have uh, been very annoying, sort of an almost anxiety provoking, isn't it? Um, yes, it's because, um, you know, what happens is if the alarm goes off on your war, say, for example, there's an altercation between a member of staff and a uh -huh, patient. Uh -huh. What then happens is staff from the other wards come onto your all ward. So it all, you know, because it's a bit of a you know, when it comes to care and restraint, I'm not an expert, but it's a bit of a numbers game, I think, from what I can work out. And if somebody has to be held down um, because yeah. they're hurting people, um, but that's quite distressing for everybody else. Yeah. Definitely for the person involved, yeah. but also to see it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, so might perhaps I'd go on a bit about some of the things that I, I, I can do yes, on the I'd ward. Yes, I'd be really interested yeah. to hear, perhaps on the ward and perhaps in OT as well. Yeah, um, I mean, patients um, can submit work, poetry, writing, artwork and others to the annual Kozla uh, competition. Kozla yeah. competition, you pronounce it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's open to prisoners and patients. Mm-hmm. Um, you get allocated a key nursing staff who will look after you on a daily basis. You've got things going on like ward rounds and CPAs. They assess your progress. Um, and it can be quite daunting as any further group therapy or leave status is determined at these meetings. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what it's like to be in a ward round or be in a case conference. Yeah, it can be. Um, so, so, some of the patients um, don't enjoy them. No, I'm sure. And, and, and they feel that it's a bit... Uh, they would they would criticise it and call it like a kangaroo court, which is a bit over the top. But for a few ward rounds where you meet every fortnight, you're discussing how you're progressing, mm -hmm. what you need to do to move on, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. um, so it is in your interest, but it can be very daunting. Yeah. Um, so the so the ward rounds maybe might be four or five people in the room: yourself, nurse, OT, psychiatrist, psychologist, possibly. Um, and then on a larger scale, the care program approach, the CPAs, um, they're, 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 they look at things over a longer period of time um, with regard to how you're going to move on from where you are. So things like you might have people in the meeting that come from like housing or OT yeah. or um, social workers for, for from the community that might have to look after so you in the future. So quite a lot of people that you've never even met before. Absolutely, yeah. You know, that really is daunting, isn't it? Do you do you do your own report for that meeting? Um, there are some um, f paperwork forms that you can do. One of them is called a CAM4, and that's like a self-assessment. Mm -hmm. So you assess yourself, and then you give it back to them, and they can see where, where they think you are and mm -hmm. compare it to where mm -hmm. you think you mm -hmm. are. So that's one thing. But you can also write down uh, what's working well for you mm -hmm. and what's not working well. That sounds good. And can you have a real conversation then about that? 
Absolutely. Yeah. In, in, in the meeting, I mean, it is daunting, but they try, in fairness, they try to be as friendly as they can because mm-hmm. I think they realise that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're one patient in a room of maybe 10 people, it is, it is, it is uh, difficult, but you do have an input into the process. Um, and, you know, some people even... Um, have moved on and and they chair their own CPAs. So, That's a very good which idea. Is much, have you done that? I have done that myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it definitely feels like empowerment when you're you feel when you're the chairman of the group. Yeah, of absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's excellent. And so, um, one of the things that really interests me is um, when you're in a secure unit, you, you you're quite cut off from your family and your friends. Yeah. How does that work? Um, well, for me, um, I mean, there are t- the first thing to say that there are telephones on the wards. Uh huh. Right. Right. So, um, and, and you no can restrictions, no restrictions, and mm-hmm. you can get phone cards if you need to call abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I used to speak to my mum once a week, and my sister probably once a fortnight. Mm-hmm. Um, you're allowed visits, um, but your visitors will be searched. And there's also a contraband list in force that you will have to look at and sign to say that you haven't got any. Yeah, um, so people are worried about things like drugs coming into the unit. Absolutely, that sort of yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what's worrying them. Um, so, yeah, so, it, I mean, I was lucky. I, I had friends and family that could visit me. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's quite so lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, How did they feel about visiting? Did they find it difficult? or? Um, after I'd moved on, my sister told me, um, took me to one side and told me that she she had a, had a negative experience visiting the unit. It was out in the sticks. There was loads of speed bumps to get to it. <laughs> um, um, and then when you get there, you're like, you know, you well. I mean, they would say you're treated like a criminal. That's a, a little bit of an exaggeration. But some people, you know, feel, oh, you know, I, I'm visiting someone. I'm not the person inside the unit. Um, yeah, I so, can see that. And, so, and 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 there's chemistry as well. Sometimes the 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 care staff. They're really friendly to your family and they're really welcoming. Other times it might be a different person who's on shift who's not generally so friendly mm-hmm. and is a bit, you know, um, by the book, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it can affect how people feel about uh, how, how it sh- can shape the whole visit. Yeah, I mean, I, sure. I, I unfortunately missed my sister's wedding um, when I was in hospital and a friend of my family brought me some photographs mm-hmm. on, on, on their phone. Oh, right. Um, and we weren't. I wasn't allowed ah, that. Yeah, um, So, so they had phones. to take the phone off my visitor, and my visitor, um, who's a family friend, she, um, she, she, she's used to being in charge because she's a lecturer. Right. Um, and right. she wasn't. She didn't take well. Uh, it was a bit of a frosty conversation with the ward manager yes, yes, over whether yes, I should look at the yes. the, the family photos. Fr- in the end, I had an album sent in, so I did get to see. Okay, you did get. I, to I did see get them in, in the yes, end. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But yes, it's things like that. They're so awkward, aren't they? So just to sort of pull it together a little bit, what were the worst things about being on the unit? Do you think? Um, I think the worst thing um, was the time ticking away. Yeah. You could actually sit, be sitting there in an armchair, just looking at the clock. Really, not not much to do. You know, mm. if you've got an hour or two of OT, then brilliant, you're doing quite well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you really like to be active, and one uh, of the things you'd like to see is much more activity. Really. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I tried to stay as busy as I could be, um, submitting work for the Kesla competition. Um, there's other, there's quite a long list of things. The OT do. Mm. Um, I'm a, I'm a thinking like they do maths, English, woodwork, co-op, mm. tai chi, yoga, mm. indoor football, mm. 
uh, indoor golf, chess, which I like, digital projects, computer projects such as Kate. So there's, there's a lot of things going yeah. on, but you've got a small team of OT of maybe about five or six um, full-time staff, but they're catering for 75 patients in yeah, a, a lot, on average in an average-sized unit. How much yeah. scope is there for you as patients beginning to do some stuff? I mean, we were talking, and, and you're quite a film buff. I reckon you could have run a little film club almost. Uh, well, we weren't too far away, actually. Right, right. Um, we did put together a little animation, uh -huh, uh -huh. which is on Southern Health's website, Brilliant. I think. Um, so it, we did two, actually. We did... Um, Oh, what was it? Uh, one was called the the yeah the tiger and the butterfly, uh -huh. which was about spirituality, and then we did another one called Park Life, which was about somebody who commits an offence and goes into a secure unit uh -huh. and then does rap training and which is, for people who don't know that's wellness recovery action training, um, uh, recovery work and then they get released into the community. So yeah. so it ends with a a picture of a a little like, I don't know if you remember morph. Yes. Um, from Tony Hart's days on, on telly mm -hmm. it was like a little little morph figure um, and it, the last scene is he's sitting in his front room w with his cat on his lap yeah. and he's watching telly because he's got out of the hospital and he's and in the community and you've driven yeah well I wrote most of the scripts and Brilliant. stuff the na narration oh yeah, that's so fantastic yeah. and, and to finish on a slightly positive extra positive note what, what were the good things about being in, in the unit over and above that I mean obviously that's just brilliant um yeah, I think being empowered, being involved, um, and moving forward, um, and then, I mean, you make friends as well. I mean, I've 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 met people that perhaps I would have never have met. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and yeah. I still um, reason well, good terms with all those people. Um, but yeah. that in itself is is rewarding. Yeah. Because uh, you're not alone. You're not the only person in the world that has mental health issues. Sure. And sure. it's important. You. Sure. I mean, um, you may think. I mean, through through like my own condition, like get uh, delusions of grandeur but you know I might think that I'm super important but you know I've still got to queue up for my food <laughs> uh, yes so I mean but but really the thing that comes through very strongly from from what you're saying is that nobody obviously would want to be in a secure unit if they no, had their choice no. but it happens it and does it, yeah it happens unexpectedly and, and and it could happen to any of us really and and you can make something of it. You can actually use it and yeah. come out the other side yeah. and, and, and get on with life. Thank you so much for that, Alan. I think that really captures something of what it's like to be in there. Although, as you say, time drags, and we've only had a very short time to <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you.